3: This is Ram Football
1: right here. This is the Ram Football. The lead comes over. Peters comes over. You get sued. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? It's one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We gonna win games. when I mean, You got a running back like I do. You got a front seven like I do now. Ooh, that's kind of what make us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know? The Rams. The, ramp, the Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio.
2: You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob
3: and Jay. What's good? What's good? Welcome to Rampage Radio Podcast.
1: This is your boy, J-Rob, right here. What's up guys, it's Jay Fancy uh, talking to you guys again, it's been quite a while bro You guys Glad remember, be- do you remember who we are? Guys, I'm Jay And I'm Jerob and So for those of you guys that might be confused but <laughs> No man, excited about being on the pod once again man uh, What a time to be alive, my goodness Yep. People, people are not believing what's going on, man. So we had to get back on the podcast, start talking about these games again or this game that changed the the, the history for Rams football, bro. So What does it mean for you Well, before the Rams well, are going back, so Before bro, I do that, I'm just... You're not ready for that yet? Not
3: quite. We got to explain why we have not been on this podcast for a minute. You're right. So first thing is first. I was out of town. Well,
1: we don't have to give them the whole heart to heart, bro. I'm, I'm we, not, we, it, I was know. out
3: of town. Then I came back in town after a month, and then I dropped my computer, and yep. my screen's black. Can't Ten- see nothing. Technical
1: difficulties right about now, but uh, they were not letting it hold us down. Nope. We've modified our game, and yep. we, are, uh, we are back in the game, doing a podcast this week. Yep. Uh, we've Got a lot to talk about, bro. But for those of you guys that have not Forgotten us, appreciate it. And if those of you guys that haven't, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod. Yep. Talk Rams at Talk Rams. Um, and uh, don't forget, we're on iTunes for the, you guys that gave us a five star. We really appreciate it. Um, hit us up with those five stars. We love it. It makes a big di- difference for us and uh, the amount of listens and ratings we got. So, uh, lastly, make sure you check out Rams Talk website at ramstalk.net. Three awesome podcasts, articles. These guys are blowing up. Um, they, they've got awesome coverage for for this game in the Super Bowl. So now's the time. Jump on board with Rams Talk. We got your needs. We got we got the Ram coverage that you're looking for. Um, the Rams Talk podcast is awesome. Norm, Derek, those guys kill it every week. Uh, butting Heads. What do you think about that podcast, man? I think that, that shit's awesome. They're always Johnny... He's funny, He's they hilarious.
3: both are they they're they're, yeah. they're great I those mean guys,
1: those guys are awesome man so they uh it's funny. I listened to their show this week, and the first thing they did were all all I guess the uh you know the games are over because that one one call they were being sarcastic That shit was hilarious, and uh, obviously you got our site or our our podcast at rampage radio so um ramps talk all right, we got that out of the way. Are you ready to talk about the super Bowl?
3: Well, I'm ready to answer your question. And it was how do I feel since? Well, granted that I was not a fan in two thousand one
1: when they went. Uh, hey, hey Mac Price, by the way, because a lot of people would have just been like, "Yeah, I've, I've been on the Rams." I remember, but you're you're a self self aware, man. You you know when you came on board for the Rams two thousand six because of Steven Jackson, which I must say, if you saw the uh, the Twitter post I put out there, the video of us. Uh, going crazy. You are wrecking that SJ thirty nine pretty hard. I gotta tell you, look look good on you. I wear those colors. Look so weird now though. The gold. Ah oh, man. Nobody likes
3: the gold, dude. Who who God. who is like the gold? When they were St. Louis, I mean, the gold is just like, who are these dudes? And that's why they're specifically St. Louis Rams. I mean, and, and that jersey, it's got cracks all up in it. And i yeah, tell you it what. Is, it
1: is. That jersey is quite tired. I got to be honest with you, man. You gotta be, so uh, you might need to re-up for the Super Bowl here. What do you think? I, I, I sent you the picture. I know. I know. What do you think I, of it? I th- if, if you went and got this jersey, I mean, I might have to get one with you. But he, he, my brother sent me the picture of Hecker throwback number six and i was like this shit's clean i love that i love that and the throwback colors that's you right should, yeah and in in the, the jersey that they will be wearing for the super bowl so even cooler
3: yes but man so. it, it's this has been a long time coming for me man like going to over a decade of of just being not good uh, and just going through the the ups and the downs which it was more downs and ups obviously to be here with the turn of the front office and the head coach and the coaching staff it's i mean you're on cloud 9
1: i'm pretty I sure am. though there's there's really one difference i'd say in in why they're having so much success and i think it's me bro i started i started you know following team with you a little bit we started this podcast and what happens they're in the super bowl baby so you know, you're welcome. For for you, for all the rest of Rams Nation. You know, I wasn't on the Rams, but now I, I get on board and and we winning. So I mean, read into it as you as you may. But I, th- I think there's a direct correlation between my fanhood and the success of the of the LA Rams, dude.
3: You're a bandwagon fan, bro. That's <laughs> easy. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he
3: was like, "Oh yeah, they starting to get good. Let me go ahead and jump on. Hey, let's do no, this podcast. You want to?
1: I distinctly remember." <laughs> You being like, bro, come on, man, like, like the Rams with me, and I was like, all right, cool, I like the Rams now. So <laughs>
3: okay. At any rate, guys, that, that was a long intro, but we're just going to mainly recap the Saints game here on this podcast, and then next week we'll talk about the Patriots. Um, but you know, this this game, obviously, the storyline is the Rams didn't deserve to get in the Super Bowl. The Let's Rams talk, don't deserve like it. that. Because that's what the talking heads say. But that's talks, what they who say. Who talks like
1: that, though? I don't know what that uh,
3: was about. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm making fun of them, obviously, by doing that voice. So, <laughs> uh, but, but that's what we're going to talk about. So, let's just open up with the call. Okay? Let's you open go there up first? with first? Let's just start with the call. And since... Are
1: we talking about you, golf golf face mask or which one? No, okay, we're talking remember. about the call. The call. Um, All right, say that. I know what you're talking about. So
3: the pass interference, dude. Let's go. I'm
1: kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. I clearly know the biggest call in the game. I'm just.
3: I'm so gullible sometimes. All right, (laughs) go go ahead. Just give it. Tell me what Um,
1: the call. All right. So my thoughts on the call is um, the same as everyone else who saw the play. It it was should have been a penalty. Um, Obviously, that would have changed the direction of that game, and you know. Saints get a first down there. They're inside the five yard line and they're probably going to you know, find a way to win. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good shape for them. Um, as it turns out, it didn't go their way. And, you know, it's not the, the first call in the history of the NFL to be wrong. I know it was blatant. I know the timing was bad if you're a, Sam's, a Saints fan, but. Shit, man, it is what it is, dude. They missed calls all up and down the field all game. That just happened to be in a big moment. And guess what? The Rams caught a break, dude. It is what it is. The Rams caught a big break, and it, there was no laundry on the field. Sean Payton's losing his damn mind over there.
3: <laughs>
1: just, I mean, he probably he had a right to. I'd have lost my mind as well. Yes. Um, but you know, what? What are we gonna do? It. You know, we won. We're in. The game's over. They have they are up 13 to nothing. Dude, don't don't come at me about one call when they're up at 13 and nothing. It's not it's it's not you know the, the, that one call that dictated the whole game. They scored touchdowns early. There's there is no game. It's over. So um, you know, I'm gonna see it with the Homer glasses for sure, but you know, I it's interesting to hear the the Saints people whining about it so hard. Did you know that you know we're here in Atlanta? There's some people in New Orleans that have bought billboards in town that say like the Saints got screwed um, and and those type of messages in Atlanta this week. What do you think about that? (laughs) Sour grapes, bro. Yeah, they are, and
3: I'm not surprised by it. And we don't need to harp on this thing. It was missed. Period. Call was missed.
1: Yeah, calls missed. I
3: mean, it was missed. And guess what? When you try to throw the ball on first down to Michael Thomas, who was obsolete all night, and try to get cute, that hurts you. And so you can you can pin that on Peyton, just
1: like oh Marcus Peters said. That was the that was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Just run the ball, man. Like you get cute, run a little little like slant screen, whatever it was ball gets on the ground and now you're like, oh my God, that changes everything. Now, now our two timeouts stand up. Yeah. That was huge.
3: Yeah. And and so, but again, put the the nail in the coffin. The call was the call. You said it, you said it, and I agree with everything. And I think people, most people with a level head, are going to say, you know what, man? It is what it is. It, it sucks that it had to go that way for the Saints. And, you know, trying to speculate, they probably would have ran the clock down, kicked the field goal, and the Rams would have got the ball with about 12 seconds left. You know, right. who, who yeah. knows what ha- would have happened. Um, but at the end of the day, man, you know, as you said, there were opportunities, and, uh, and we're going to talk about those. So let's go ahead and just talk about this, the Rams' defense. They have showed up. The past month,
1: dude, they are playing their best football at the right time, bro. Sue, guys like Sue, oh my god, wow!
3: I mean, where, dude, this guy, he's the indomitant Sue that we saw in Detroit. That's what he's doing right now. He's gonna get
1: paid again, someone's gonna pay him big time.
3: Well, it ain't gonna be us, I can tell you that. Not that i not that I
1: believe anyway, but uh, he showed up big. He's 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 doing exactly what you brought him here to do at this point in time. Now the regular season, it is what it is. Maybe he didn't play his best football. Maybe he was dinged up. Who knows? But bro, he has turned it on here in the playoffs. Um, he had one and a half sacks in this game against the Saints. He was a constant pressure the whole game. Um, him and Donald, man, dictated that shit, bro. They they were in the backfield and they limited the Saints' run game. And and you know. Drew Brees missed some throws, man. I mean, it is what it is, and I keep saying that, but he's uh, he didn't play as good as we've we seen him in the past, and I think a lot of that was because, you know, the constant pressure up front. Fowler makes the play in the overtime to get the pick. Um, we saw it last year in the Super Bowl when the Eagles, right? They made the big play against the Patriots in overtime or late in that game. Mm-hmm. To, in this game, the Rams were the team that their defensive line was the one who made the big play right when they needed it.
3: If you would have told me three weeks ago that the Rams were going to hold Ezekiel Elliott, Mark Ingram, and Alvin Kamara under 100 yards combined, I would have put, if I had it, $1,000 and bet against you.
1: Probably a little bit more than that.
0: For a me. lot
3: more than that. If you would have yeah. told me that that's what we were going to be able to achieve, I would have laughed at you. I'd be yeah. like, dude, listen. Well, we're the, the worst rushing
1: defense in the league, man. Makes, <laughs> like, come on. No, we make a great point. I mean, all year long, teams were gashing the Rams on defense, and you're like, damn. I mean, remember how how the games against the Seahawks where they ran for you know 250 yards, and other teams that really got got off on the front of, on the offensive line against us. But since the playoffs have come, I mean, what do you think it is? Do you think it's, it's Fowler? I mean, do you think he made that big of a deal? I mean, he's not a run-stuffing guy, but. I don't know, dude. I mean, those two guys in the middle are crazy. Littleton's flying around making plays, you know, I mean yeah. Barron's Barons knifing in there, making tackles, and watching them stuff Kamara. They put on a clinic, bro. And uh they did. They're gonna have to do it again because the Patriots, and then we'll get into this probably next week, but the Patriots have run the football really well with Sony Michelle in the last month. So it's it's a welcome sign, and and hopefully they'll they'll keep this going for one more game. But that D line, bro, they're deep, you know, they're physical. The one thing, the one thing that pissed me off though early in the game, we jump all sides, Michael Brockers, when we, we they were going forward on fourth down. Um, but other than that, dude, they 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 they've been a big part of the the reason why the Rams have been playing so good. They have, and I don't know
3: what light bulb has come on and. Who's head? I don't know if it's the defensive linemen, you know, the D line coaches, Wade Field. I don't know. But you know what? I don't care. And the statement that the playoffs is a different animal. This is a this is proof. Yeah. What we're seeing. This is proof. And last year I remember you and I were were talking and I was not on the quote-unquote experience means a lot in the playoffs. Well, let me tell you something. I have done a complete 180 from that belief. And the experience that we gained last year in that dogfight when we got beat, we have been able to learn from that. And this defense, man. Jared Goff, man. But let's stay on the defense real quick. Well, My let me man, ask
1: you this, man. Let me ask you this. So okay, you, got, okay. you got all year long, we're watching all these offenses, just explode, explode, just be the the talking point of the NFL. And now here we are in the playoffs and defenses are are making a comeback. The Rams defense is is I think why they won that game. I mean the golf played good, but you know, he didn't they didn't score forty points, man. They made stops when they needed to early in that game and forced them to, to kick field goals. And they made the plays late. So I think the defense was the reason they won.
3: Well, when you keep Michael Thomas, the best wide receiver in the National Football League right now—I mean, arguably—to 36 yards on four receptions, you're doing something right. Oh yeah. And you—you you knew that if you were going to win this game, you had to take that guy and potentially Kamara out of it and make Breeze beat you with his other weapon, with his other weapons, and he couldn't do it.
1: They actually used Kamara a lot and um, it was more so in the passing game. He caught, what, 13 passes? Um, uh, 11. 11 passes? Okay, so I thought it was 11 passes and 14 targets, but um, dude, they kept matching him up against the linebacker. Every time they wanted to to get going down the field, they'd let him run out in the flats or give him a two-way route, and Littleton or whoever was on him, would have to guard him and you know, he would just use the leverage. And they kept showing that he'd either cut across the field or he'd take it to the sideline. And every time Breeze would be looking for that matchup, man. And you know, you're not going to hold a guy like that down, but I thought for the most part, secondary stood up outside of the dumbass play by Joyner late that almost cost us. Oh, god, I thought the secondary did well,
3: they did. And that you what you're talking about, I remember specifically on one drive they went to Camara like five times, and one drive on that little dink and dunk with the option route that you're talking about. And Corey Littleton was like, "Dude, I am tired of seeing your Alvin Kamara <laughs> across." Oh, I from know, me.
1: dude. He's like, "Can someone else cover this, dude?" Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not even trying to do it right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then Joyner also got smoked one time by him. Which Joiner, man, uh, that play with Ted Ginn. Uh,
1: it just doesn't make sense. You, like your whole career, you're not you're not a big tall guy. So to jump up there and try to catch it like in a, like w- with his chest and not even use his hands, like that just didn't make any sense. Um, he's he's a smarter player than that man. I'm, I'm sure he was just absolutely sick watching the film of that. But um, the Rams somehow overcame it. A little help from Sean Payton, throwing a, a pass on the first down. A little help from a non call, and you know. Here we are. We, we, we're the talking point for the next two weeks. All How, these storylines, man. The young coach versus the old coach and the goat, right? All no doubt. Stuff. So no
3: doubt. Both goats, Brady and Belichick. The two the best to ever do it at their positions, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, uh, but you know, I don't want to completely jump ship off the defense yet. How big has Taleb been? How big has has it been to have that guy suiting up? I mean, the numbers, you don't even have to say, you don't even have to say anything. You know how on NFL Network, they'll, sometimes they'll, they'll be like, alright, here's this team with this player and the numbers. Here's this team without this player and here are the numbers and they'll like gray yeah, out yeah. who the no. guy is. You'd easily be able to guess that it was a keep to leap for us. Yeah, it's, He's that big of an impact on this defense. What what has it been? Like, what are you seeing in your opinion? Why has he been such a big factor in the turnaround of this defense this
1: late in the game? Bro, I just think it's like continuity, man. I think that you get a guy that's played in that system for a long time. Uh, you get a guy that's physical against the run, who can travel around the field if you want him to. Um, you know, he and he brings the mindset and the toughness. And I think it sets the rest of that secondary up. Now you got Roby Coleman's now in the slot, which you know, which he kinda is, is best in that. And Marcus Peters has played good too. Like he, he's caught some shit this year.
3: Dude, since week ten, Mark uh, Peters has been one of the top rated quarterbacks in the
1: league. He he's got some he he's caught a lot of flack. I mean, myself included, man. He wasn't really didn't seem like he was playing as good as we were expected coming from Kansas City. But these last couple of weeks, just like the rest of the defense, he's really elevated his play. And um outside of the one play in the first half where uh he kind of got confused or him and Littleton weren't on the same play, same uh, plan I guess. He yeah, thought I remember. Littleton was going to cover was continue on that route. He's kind of gave up on it and the guy got a big big catch. Dude, he's he's been he's been solid. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how he's used against um, the Patriots receivers because you know, they're looking at Tiley and they're looking at Peters. Uh, that's two lengthy-ass corners, and um, he's been good, bro. He has been good.
3: Uh, You already mentioned him, Corey Littleton. He's been a stud. And the reason he's been a stud is because of that defensive line, and of course, as you just mentioned, the secondary. So... Corey Littleton, I've been tooting that dude's horn since the beginning of the season. Him and John Johnson, as you remember, I said John Johnson was my dark
1: horse MVP. Here's my pat me on really the back. Well,
0: <laughs>
1: no, he's been a beast, like all over the field. And I, honestly, I could be—I didn't expect that much out of him, and he's been—you're all over it, Pat. To you, tips to you, bro. Yeah, well, well, you like
3: to be right sometimes, but it doesn't really matter because nobody cares. Just like nobody cares that the Saints are or aren't in the Super Bowl because it's all over <laughs> and done with. But uh, you know, the defense again—they've—they've they've really turned it on this past month. Credit everybody on that staff every single person that puts on the Ram logo should be credited for the way that the defense is played. And that includes your boy, Sean McVay, who's heading the, the whole thing up. And so, and Les Snead, dude, look at our, our GM. I mean, how much credit does that guy get for putting this whole thing together? I mean, oh my gosh, dude, you know? Yeah, so, yeah
1: he, gets the, uh, he gets the pat on the back as well. Um, the guys that he brought in, he, whether it was via draft or these... Signings this year when you get Peters, you get Tlaib, you get Sue. I mean, those all those guys are, are playing really well right now. And he looks like a genius to put it all together and pair it with a young, exciting coach, man. He's he's uh he's in a good spot.
3: He is in a good spot. Uh, and you know who else is in a good spot over oh, on the offense? Jerry Goff, why? Because after the first quarter, he outplayed Breeze that entire game, and what. A job done by that dude eluding pressure. Yeah. He's... Getting out of the way and making crazy th- crazy throws to Higby on back-to-back plays just the opposite side. You, you do one play. It's the same one. You go to the left, it works, you get pressure in your face, you dump it off, six yards. You do the same thing again, eight, ten yards. It was so impressive to see him. And every the whole narrative has been, oh, wait till we put you know pressure on golf. He, he doesn't do well with pressure. What quarterback does well when they have somebody in their face?
1: Well, I mean, he, really. Uh, I thought he showed like sneaky athleticism, man. He he's more mobile than guys give him credit for. There was a couple times he got out in the pocket. Um and, and and made tough throws, but you're talking about late in the game uh, on those play action dumps to the tight end. He's like basically throwing that ball falling away with yeah. people all over him, and he puts it on a dime, and it uh, allows allows those guys to make plays. Um, I know he he scrambled for a couple of first downs in the second half. I just think he played with the toughness too, man. He he wasn't he wasn't scared. You watched you watched how they struggled to hear each other. In the in the huddle, um, the, str-
3: the struggle is real, bro. The uh, it, I mean, struggle building, was real. All
1: those whistles that were flying around. I mean, you saw people in the stands, left and right, had whistles in their mouths. Um, and, Which should be illegal. Well, yeah, it's not exactly fair. In one play, Sue stopped stop playing because he heard the whistle. He he held the run back up. It was Ingram got a carry. Sue stuffed him and. He kind of let him get away because he thought he, you know, clearly he heard a whistle and he thought that the progress had been stopped. But anyways, we ended up getting five more yards lost on that play. So it actually helped us. Uh, But that that the sound and the volume, that building, man, the golf managed it, communicated. He was a leader. He he stepped in on some passes. We were talking about that when we were watching the game because He wasn't falling back as much. When he had an opportunity, he stepped up in the pocket, ripped it downfield, made clutch passes at the end of the first half to Cooks and, um, you know, allowed this team to come back and, and win the game.
3: So impressive.
1: So impressive.
3: I was... Unbelievable performance by golf i mean you talk about the one interception and that was because Gurley couldn't catch the daggum ball during that game for whatever reason and uh the poise just the poise that golf has it's cool, it's, man. It's, cool man cool cucumber,
1: bro that's a that's uh, one of those those guys that just seems cool under pressure um i bet his 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 heart rate is always low he's just one of these cali dudes that's just kind of cool He's getting well, no, nothing, well, when nothing he, when he played college
3: just, at, at Cal, dude, they, he was getting beat down game after game. They were terrible. Yeah, and were and it was good. because of him that they became any re- relevant at all because of that guy. So he knows what it's been like. And then playing the yeah, first the, year under uh, Jeff Fisher, those six games, he was terrible because the whole team was terrible because they didn't have a good, competent coach. So... It's just really impressive what he's done, though. And dude, I feel so good having a guy like that right now. I mean, I mean the the whole you know discrepancy between Wince and golf, Wince and golf. I'm ta- I, I and I I went on record. I did. What, what I wanted to draft Wince, but man, man, my, my my dudes up front in the front office
1: made the right choice. Oh God, I mean, it's funny we talked about this last year, and we were all like, "Bro, Wince is the guy. Wince is the guy." And now here we are. I wouldn't take Wentz for golf. The rest of their career, I'll take. I'll take Wince. I'm, I'm sorry, I'll take golf. In, um, and, and well, and,
3: especially now the injuries are there. I mean, you, you know, that plays a role, but without the injuries. Man, Wentz is an athlete, bro. And the thing is, dude, how much has Jared Goff improved in throwing the ball on the run? Yeah. Like that, that was the one thing that I said, like podcast one of this year is I want to see him throw the ball better on the run. He has done it, man. He's done everything that you've asked the guy. Dude, he was an MVP candidate the first 10 weeks of the season, and before yeah. we hit that little lull. He and was. so, he's just been really impressive, man. And and it just brings me joy when I see number 16. (laughs) And, you know, it really does. That's something our dad would say. It brings Mm. me joy. I don't know if he'd say that. I think he would, but I'm saying it, regardless of what that, whoever would say it, I'm sitting here saying, whenever I see that dude, it brings me joy to say, you know what? That's our quarterback. He's doing everything the right way. And who knows? Who knows? Could McVay and Goff, become something like belichick and brady well this is this is right now is is the uh time to do it Uh, and and i'll bring this quick stat up brady and belichick won their first super bowl against the rams their first one and so now that they're playing this again all the talk of the town is well if they win this one they just may in their career, book, book it
1: and get out of Dodge. There's yeah, they're saying ride right out high on another Super Bowl against the team you beat for your first Super Bowl, kind of going full circle. Yep. Um ain't gonna happen. So I ain't worried about it. Uh but back to the offense. I we did have one question. I did. I mean, it's pretty pretty obvious, man. What the hell is going on with Todd Gurley? He's not fully healthy, um,
3: dude. I don't care what anybody he, says. He's not hundred percent. He's not. It's and and of course, credit gurley. He's going to be a class act. He is a believer in the whole "we not me" deal, which we all are, and obviously that in itself has paid dividends. But the guy is not one hundred percent. He's not, and you know, you give him opportunities to carry the, the the rock for a couple of totes, and and he makes a couple of plays. But again, he's not fresh. He gets winded, and he just does not look healthy. And and they're not going to. No one's going oh, to come out he, and just say that.
1: Should he be any? less fresh than C.J. Anderson, the guy that was not playing football at all, and he's getting all the carries. <laughs> I, I think that uh, you're probably right about an some sort of nagging injury. Um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, he's, he's doing the right things. Hopefully, whatever is ailing him or um, keeping him off the field will, will, will can somehow be fixed in the next two weeks. But, I mean... I, mean, I I think it's more or less just he just had a bad game. At least that's what they're saying. He just had a bad no, game. That, that's like the narrative. CJ's the, the, a lot. The to narrative
3: you. is he's have he had a bad game and he's yeah. he's knocking the rust off and dude and, and McVay's riding the he hot. Dropped he's the ball, two balls. Right, uh,
1: riding the hot hand. Right. Well, they've been going. They've been going that two tight end look a lot more this game. Uh, where typically they they've been going three wide. With Gurley in there, but now they're going to they've been going too tight in against the Saints at least and CJ was getting downhill. He didn't have a ton of yards. He had uh, what I have here 44 yards on 16 carries, but you know, they were productive runs when they needed them. And uh, I think he just did just enough to keep him honest. We got to have Gurley. I think to win the Super Bowl. If Gurley doesn't get any time, if it comes out that he's hurt, he's not right. Um, I, I think we need him to to be a much bigger part of the offense. If you know the, we're going to beat the, Patriots. I don't know
3: if you're going to okay. see that. I just, I, yeah. I don't know if you're going to see that. I can't, I can't confidently say. You know what? You're right. They need to lean on Gurley. They need to incorporate him into the offense as much as possible. But I, I truly think that something is wrong. Something is not no. right, and that's why they went and got CJ Anderson, a guy that hey, in case Todd can't go. We gotta have a guy who who has been here before, who's done this before, and this guy has yeah. proven his worth. and And so, it, I, I think Gurley is toughing it out. He's gritting it out. He's saying, "Look, I'm gonna give you everything I got while I can." So, dial me up a few plays, and other than that, you got to roll with CJ. And that's what they've done. I, I mean, it's not the whole McVay's playing nah, I in think the he hot hands.
1: I think, I think I think he comes back, and he is a much bigger part of the offense. We'll see. He's got to. He's got to. Well, I'm gonna tell you who, you who else it. has
3: become a big part of the offense. Josh Reynolds. I mean, and, and he he I mean, four receptions for 74 yards. The guy has really found his role in this offense. And you look at it now, without Cooper Cup, I mean, if we had Cooper Cup, we may not have ever got to see this guy blossom into what he has become. And you can tell that Goff is more comfortable with him now. What we haven't seen yet is the throw the jump ball to Reynolds in the end zone. I still, and I'm not saying that do that this Super Bowl, but what I'm saying is next season, you need to work on high pointing the ball in the end zone, in the red zone. You know what I'm saying? For this guy who is as big as he is. What do you think about Josh Reynolds?
1: I like Josh Reynolds. Uh, I think he's definitely been a much more involved player. He he looks more comfortable out there. Um, You know, I, You know, would rather have cup, obviously, but yeah, it's nice to see a guy step up when his opportunities, his numbers called, and he's he's a solid player. Uh, But for me, I'm thinking the unsung guys. This this, these last few games, the tight end position, bro, Higby and Everett. We talked about Higby earlier, but these guys are playing solid football. They're being asked to do a lot of things right now, blocking included, um, and they're balling out. But you know, the guy on the revenge tour. Brandon Cooks, bro, doing his thing, 107 yards, chunk plays in big times. Um, I, I think my man Cooks is, is he's out. He, he's already knocked off one former team in the Saints. Now he's got the Patriots who just dealt him. You know he's going to be motivated to, to make some big plays in the Super Bowl, dude.
3: It's just, listen, agreed in full on both of your comments. The tight ends have really, really come on, and we knew that they were going to have to do that when Cooper Cup went down. We knew that every Rams fan that follows this team, hardcore quote unquote, knew that the tight ends were going to have to pick it up. And not only them, but again, Josh Reynolds has also stepped in place, but I agree with you, man. Just watching Everett and Higby develop into what they are in this offense. Wow. And you, it's just like, golly, McVay had Jordan Reed and, these guys aren't Jordan Reed, but these guys, they, he uses them at their highest capacity and what they do best. And they've had to learn how to block in line. And you said it. And they have done it, man. They are not afraid to stick their nose in there and get dirty and knock someone on the rear end just so a guy can run past them. And it's just been really impressive, dude. It's, it's just a wow moment for me. What the, the offensive mind that McVeigh is and how he utilizes everybody. You take this guy away, he's going to use that guy. You take that guy away, he's going to use these guys. It's just been really, really impressive. And Cooks, as you said it, I hope he goes for 107 against the Patriots. That's what I hope. hope. (laughs)
1: 170 would would be good as well. Yeah, well, you know,
3: dude, how about the throw from Goff to Cooks on the bomb play? Oh, my
1: gosh. Dropped the dime. Dropped it in the bucket. If there there was a trash can right there, he he just sunk it. So, that was, you know, very impressive. And and the timing of that throw, that was a momentum switcher. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, we're going to score here. Big time, big time, big time throw. Another big time throw. Johnny. Hecker on the fake punt.
3: This is why I want to get this dude's jersey. How many times has this dude come into the clutch, and let's not we haven't even mentioned the 57 yard field goal that he dug out of the dirt, you know what I'm saying yeah. so which he's done multiple times in his career. How clutch hey,
1: there's a it's turf it's not okay, dirt. thank
3: you um, but how clutch has this guy, this guy been since we've had him? That's why I want the guy's jersey. I want I don't know name another punter who's a punter that you've ever known that you're like when you think of a team you think punter. Can't do it. You think of the Rams mm-hmm. and you think of special teams. Do you think these two cats, Hecker and Zerline? I mean, and they're at mm-hmm. the top of the they're at the top of the top every yeah. year. And so it's every like year. it's just
1: <laughs> dude. He just he just pimped the shit out of that that fake punt. Caught it. Took a step like he's gonna kick it. Just looked up. Sam Shields g- ran a great little route and then made the guy miss for a first down um i thought honestly that was the turning point of the whole game even though we only went down and got a field goal out of it if you have to punt right there you don't get any points the saints are in prime position to come down and, and go up even three scores and, and i think that's a different outcome but hey props to sean McVay for having the balls so and make that call right there and uh you know special teams once again being a strength of uh, this team and um hey we're going to need, we're gonna need Greg the leg to hit a few clutch ones in the Super Bowl. I have no doubt.
3: But l- let's, let's not overlook the most important part of the offense. The offensive line. this unit has been so good all year long. They had a couple of games against the Bears and the Eagles when you have guys like Khalil Mack and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. They had some games where they struggled, and they had some games where they faltered. But I'm going to tell you something, man. They have regained every bit of their momentum. When they freaking allowed Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson to run all over the Dagum Cowboys, they could have, I mean, dude. And then they turn around and they pass block the way they do against the Saints and Cam Jordan and those guys and Marcus Davenport, the rookie. They played well, man. And
1: they lost Rankins. This is not why. Obviously, they played well, but I think they caught a little luck there because that kid's a beast. But like you said, they allowed Golf to have time, step up in the pocket, and been able to find these targets downfield. And I think they'll play well again next week. Or t- yeah, I think they'll play well again. I like the matchup against the 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 Patriots D line. I think that the Rams have every opportunity to go in there and and, and play good and let Golf. You know, distribute the football like he has been. Um, but I'm most important, or most impressed, I should say, by the, the run blocking of the, of the Rams. They haven't run the ball like they did in the last few weeks. Against the Cowboys, like you said, just manhandled them. And once again, running enough against the, the Saints to keep them honest, you know, props to those guys getting after it, staying healthy, dealing with the noise that we talked about earlier, Getting on the same page. Yeah. Um, we had a couple penalties early, um, but they figured it out. They got it right, and uh, they played great coming down the stretch for that for that big victory.
3: A big victory it was. the The biggest victory I've had as a, a, a fan of the Rams. And now you, Mr. Ram Fan. Yes, thank you. Anyone that wants to say again, going back to the beginning of the podcast where I said people, the narrative was we don't deserve to be in there. And then you brought up the 13 points and, and the other calls and face. Everyone knows we've seen pictures. We've heard the stories. We've listened to the radio and all this stuff. We already know what it is, but let me tell you something, dude, this team undoubtedly deserves to be here. Not being a homer, being pragmatic. The record speaks for itself. The offense speaks for itself. And in the last few weeks of the regular season, the defense has really shown up and the special teams has been there all year. So, And that's why they're here, man. They caught a break, but they're here. And now it's time to get ready to take care of business. Now it's time to lay it all out there. Now, now it's time for, for the guys who, that we signed, like Sue and Peters and traded for and Fowler. They've all made impacts at some capacity in these playoffs and they're going to have to do it one more time, one more time. And they're going to be up to the task, man. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah. A a very, a very tall task at that. Um, But you you just got to win this game, bro. Like you, you, it's rare to be in the Super Bowl. There's some players that play their whole career. Phillip Rivers, these guys have never been there. Um, it's, it's rare that you're going to be playing a team like the Patriots. I mean, they're a they're, they're, they're mainstay at this game, but that's rare. I, I look at the Rams, and you just never know when you're going to get back. Right? That's like the age-old saying, look at the Falcons, a team here locally that they had a couple good years. They made it one Super Bowl. They lost in the championship game they're not going to be anywhere close to getting back so we don't know the 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 forward movement of this this team let's cash in while we're there bro let's get it done uh let's let's make history and uh let's beat the patriots for the super bowl speaking of the super bowl dude since it it is locally bro here it is in town atlanta i think you and i should go to the game bro anybody got four thousand dollars they can loan me Anybody wanna wanna shout out sh- hook us up.
3: But if you are Please if you say. are here and you are, or you are coming, uh my brother and I definitely talked about um going and tailgating for that game and yeah. maybe even sitting in someone's lot and watching the game with everybody else. That would be kind of awesome to do. If you can't get in, might as well be in the atmosphere so you can celebrate afterwards, right? So uh at any rate, man, dude, it's here.
1: Oh, golly. We should go down for real. Even if we don't know, go to the game and be absolutely see some other Rams fans, talk to some people, take some
3: pictures with some of the people from Rams on demand,
1: get, get some, uh, get some video, maybe interview some people, get some score predictions, just hang out. Maybe maybe do a
3: live podcast right then and there and have some fans come on. And and that's, that's how you can gain some, gain some fans for us. It's just by being there. No doubt. But, uh, sure guys, listen, it's been awesome to be able to get back on and, and Jay, it's just, to talk Rams football with you, man. Since it's been a while, yeah, bro. But, uh, we appreciate you guys sticking with us and, and remembering who we are, kind of. And if you don't, again, we're J Rob, and J. You can find us at Rampage Radio Pod on Twitter. You can follow Rams Talk at Talk Rams and Butting Heads as well. We all love this team, dude, and this team. I can tell you right now, all the outside noise about this stuff, they ain't worried about it. Because, as Marcus Peters said, and then Jared Goff joined him at the end of the Saints game, we ain't done yet. Straight up,
1: yeah, we ain't done yet. But we that they like to say who that? I say we that we that team that went in there, And beat them Saints, and uh, we go to the Super Bowl. Let's uh, let's let's enjoy this, man. Let's enjoy all the, all these talking heads getting giving us props. Let's enjoy the fact that we we got a chance to make history. And uh, can't wait to talk about New England next week. Yep. Y'all have a great week, bro. Stay bad stay boozy. And
3: I'm going to say deuces, but we're going to go out this time on the game-winning kick. Enjoy. See y'all next week.
1: As Zerline sets up for a 57-yard try to win the NFC Championship game. The hold is down. The kick clears the line. And Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl. L.A. will play for the Lombardi.
2: It's over. And the Superdome is silence. Thank you for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast.